12-sided stories is for mature audiences and often deals with topics that may be difficult for some listeners. Discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Unquiet Blood, 12-Sided Stories 5E Vampire the Masquerade Show. This tale is rules-light, story-heavy, and covered in blood. And now, our GM, Mac Beauvais. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Episode 3 of Season 2 of Unquiet Blood. I am your GM, Mac Beauvais, and I have some players with me. Let's go around the virtual table and start with Pooja. Hello, I am Pooja, and I am playing Isha, a gangrel. Hey, I'm Michelle Otis, and I am playing Maria Zarg, an artiste and a toreador. Hello, I am Saint Spider, and I am playing Dia Gio, a pharmacist and former Tremere. Hi, y'all. Jay Holtham here playing Luke Rage, a punk rock star, uh, and a bruja and an anarchist. Hi, I am Wes Otis. I am playing John LaRoche, uh, who is um, messed up this year in the 70s, oddly enough. So, <laughs> not just that never this happened. year, John. I mean, not <laughs> yeah. just this year. This is not a temporary state. No, not at all. (laughs) So last time, uh, y'all got into some trouble with the Prince of Hollywood because someone turned in the fact that a body was found in the dumpster behind the roller rink. And you have been tasked with taking care of a pest problem, a.k.a. werewolves. Let's see, we had some lovely time at the roller rink trying to hunt down how to get in touch with Raish, I believe. Yes, to figure out how to reach Gladys. I was like, it's a G name. What did I name this character? (laughs) (laughs) I believe where we left off, a couple of you were headed to look for some werewolves out in the Hollywood Hills. That's right. That's right. So let's pick up there. So I believe it was myself and right. We were the three of us were heading out there. That's right. Oh, yeah. Wandering into the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. I prefer stalking. but Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are dressed normally. I probably have a suit on and is dressed in like really expensive clothing in the middle. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) What? You never know when you're going to need a suit. In, to find werewolves in Sean, okay, just wear a banner that says, hi, I'm a vampire. Just just, just put it on your t-shirt. I, have you ever seen me wear a t-shirt? Oh, God. It was a <laughs> metaphorical... Anyway, let's just <laughs> walk. So you're just wandering amongst the Hollywood Hills. <laughs> they didn't really give us much info. Yeah, I mean, well, listen, they don't so... have much info. They just know that that was the last known location. Maybe we should have brought some kind of steak or something like a <laughs> meal for them to come and find. So I have feral whispers. Okay. Ooh. So the vampire can commune with the beasts of the wild and the city. It allows two-way communication with animals. So I can find out if the local wildlife knows where a den of apex predators has 
or you know predators that think they're apex anyway now is a role involved with that power i have one rouse check per type of animal chosen for the scene it's free when it's used on my famulus which we have not established yet the um what my famulus famulus familius yeah familius well there's no i it's f-a-m-u-l-u-s Okay. Like, I I don't know how to deal with words that I've only seen and never heard. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking it's supposed to be familiars, but maybe they just thought they would get fancy with the spelling. Probably. Lord knows this book loves to do that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So a rouse check is one die, a six or higher succeeds. And I got a ten. With the ten, what kind of animal did you find to commune with out in the Hollywood Hills? I think I am going to find... A coyote, because I have a theme going, apparently, for this. Yeah. (laughs) The things I like to to take around me. I've got a coyote person, and now I have a coyote coyote. Ooh. So a coyote comes slinking out uh, half of somebody's pet, probably in its jaws, because don't let your pets out where there's coyotes. Yeah, don't leave your don't leave your pets out at night where the coyotes can get them. They're hungry. And so this coyote comes slinking out and just sort of side eyes you. I'm going to bare my teeth at it just a little. Not a massive amount, but like enough so it knows who I am and who's boss here. And I'm going to ask it if it's seen other, are there new predators? Are there dogs? Have dogs come? Large dogs that shouldn't be here, smell wrong, that turn into people. (laughs) 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 Or at least they think they're people. (laughs) They're a kind of people. So animalist. Jeez. (laughs) So it kind of grumbles back at you, and you can understand that it's telling you, first of all, rude. (laughs) (laughs) And second of all, there has been some weird activity, and uh, some of the game that it's been hunting has been a little more sparse in one of the areas up further in the hills. And it can take you that way if you are interested, because it's a problem for it, too. Oh, yes. This could be a mutually beneficial situation. Absolutely. Uh, I will take it up on this offer. So she's talking to the coyote. Yeah, you got a problem with that, John? I mean, you talk to yourself all the time. This is at least better than that. Ouch. Wow. All right. This will be fun. Can we just, uh, you know? All right. I'll feel better once I can kick werewolf ass. Sorry. (laughs) No problem. Maybe not necessarily kick ass. Maybe they can be helpful. Exactly. Let's just, let's go see what's what and see what we can do. Fine. And I gesture to the coyote to lead the way. And it uh, starts wandering and going up through the winding roads of the hills. You start to hear sort of this music that's pounding out from one of the houses. There's a lot of cars parked out front of it. The coyote sort of head bobs towards where the music's coming from and seems to be saying, now if you'll excuse me, I have half a cat to finish eating. Sorry to interrupt your dinner. And takes off. (laughs) So um, how do we want to approach this? Uh, Maybe we should just sketch a scope out the scene first, see what we're dealing with. And then go in, make sure to stay downwind. True. I'm following I'm following you too, because this is not my scene, obviously. Isha, why don't you go around to the right? John, you come with me. We'll go around to the left and uh, see if we can just see how many people. Just stay out of sight and don't let's not let's not make a move yet. 
because we don't know what we're walking into. That sounds like stealth checks to me. It does. Yes. So let me see. What do I want you guys to roll? I would like you to roll your decks and stealth. You are trying to sneak up on werewolves and they have exceptionally good hearing. So your stealth rolls are going to be, oh, how cool do I want to be with you? Sevens or higher. I'm not going to be that mean. All right. Oh, two successes. One seven and one ten for me. Nice. And I have one success. I did really well. Seven, eight, and nine. Awesome. So you're able to sneak up. Like I said, there's a bunch of cars parked out front, and the the music is kind of deafening the sound of your approach. Uh, <laughs> the loud country music. <laughs> you can get around to, I'm guessing, like a window to kind of scope it out. Is that what you're headed to? Yep. Looking for a window. See if there's a back patio or something. Yep. Anything like that. So there is a window right before a gate that would lead to the back patio, but it seems like you would not want to go through the back patio gate because you can hear activity outside as well. When you look in the window, you can see about a half dozen people inside. And from the sound, you can tell that there's more people outside as well. There is a familiar face in the group of Coyote. Oh. I do not take well to... Once something is mine, it's mine forever. Oh, boy. And they're all just seeming to enjoy hanging out. They're drinking, eating. What are they eating? I normal food. They're all in human form. Just making sure. I don't know. They're just like there's a dead deer or something in the middle of the thing, and they're just <laughs> grabbing handfuls or whatever. I don't. I don't know how they do. <laughs> no, they've got just normal food out, and it, it's obviously a, a a big gathering of some sort. And if you listen really carefully, you can hear a bonfire crackling from the backyard. Oh wow. Well, I guess I'll indicate to John that we should retreat because there's a lot of them and uh, hook back up with Isha and try to figure out what our next steps are going to be. Okay. And I follow. So head back towards the front. Does Isha show up? Yes. I'm going to meet back up with you. I'm very, very annoyed now. What's the matter? My coyote is in there. Oh, that's who that was. Funny looked familiar. There's a lot. Hmm? You know, this could be a good thing. Yeah? How so? Hmm. This could be an inn. Right. Well, I guess we should decide on how we want to approach this, because we are definitely outnumbered right now. Yeah. Maybe instead of talking to them straight on right here, we could have Isha reach out to Coyote and do an introduction, maybe for later tonight or for tomorrow. It would also help if we had Maria and Dia here. It would. It would. I I have another concern. Coyote wouldn't be spying on the vampire population, possibly. Honestly, I would not. I, you can't rule that out. He does what is best for Coyote, and if he thinks he could get away with it, then he'll do it. Well, I mean, they just showed up recently, and... Yeah. You know. But it could be the other way around as well. It's just as likely that someone decided to pay him to infiltrate the werewolves. We need to get more information. Mm, agree. I think we I think we need to, to reconvene with our fellow uh, friends and figure out the next move. And I have not had a... I need a bite to eat soon, so... Mm, good point. Good point. All right. Um, 
Yeah, let's yeah, let's retreat, meet with our compadres, and maybe Isha, you can find a way to get a message to Coyote that you'd like to see him later. Maybe we can get a little more clarity and maybe come back when there's less left folks around. Yeah, and then I'll I'll see if I can set up a meeting for more neutral ground. Yes. That's a good idea. So we head back and uh, try to find Dia and Maria. Speaking of, you last time got a phone number for Raish, who is the manager for the other derby team. What are you going to do? If I remember correctly, our friend Juliet was in somewhat dire straits, kind of giving us a little pressure. But with Gladys... My first thought is if we call her or try to contact anyone in her circle without all the info on Gladys, because I've just fixed her little jaw. I don't really know too much about her, but I think our friend Isha knows uh, quite a bit more. I think we should we should discuss that personally, Maria, but also what's your input? I agree. I think that we should talk with Isha to be able to find her because I don't want to go finding her on our own and then realize that she has someone with her that might... Fuck shit up. Exactly. That's, yeah, pretty fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should try to find them. So it sounds like the, the plan is to completely regroup. Yeah. Yeah. Standard, standard regroup. Okay. I will go ahead and be kind and say that you guys did plan out a meeting point. And we'll not make it completely. Otherwise, it could be a whole episode if you guys are trying to find wandering. Wandering around until we find each other. I'm just going to roll for random encounters for you guys if you're trying to cross Hollywood. I'm not her friend anymore. She has a nine in her phone number. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so you, uh, y'all regroup. Where do you regroup? Outside of the, the roller rink. Yeah, the, I feel like that's, yeah, good. that's, that's the central location. Be the, the ran- yeah, the, the rally point. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. All right, cool. We could stay there and wait for you. Uh, so obviously we have a lot of information. We found where the werewolves were. They have some Somebody who is attached to Isha and uh, Coyote. We spoke to Juliet, the acting manager of the roller rink, and learned she's a ghoul. Everyone is ghouls or bonded. They're on their way out, and we got a number for Raish, the manager of Gladys's team, the Nosferatu. Okay. Well, one thing that I was saying when we found out that this Coyote person was part of everything, it's possible we're looking at a, a power play here. Coyote might be a spy. I think the notes for Ratu are definitely the culprit on calling in the body and trying to take out the fact that they're on a team and trying to take over the one rink in LA. That makes sense. But I feel like we need a lot more information before we can move forward. Uh, need to talk to Coyote. You really think their aspirations are so low as to only want a roller rink? It's notes for to what do you expect I mean come on <laughs> they're literally the worst it just it just seems small and petty it, it, it you would think they would want the whole region not just a, a, a roller rink uh, one step roller rink one day region next who knows but yeah. it feels like at the start of something yes yeah, I agree I would say that just like 
a small encroachment. It's like moving your pawn on the chessboard. Right. Mm -hmm. My other concern, the Camarilla are not the best in my mind anymore. I'm, I'm getting kind of tired of this power overreach. But I know my view might not be the same as the rest of yours. So I should say right now that I'm not necessarily going to land on the side of the Camarilla when it comes to the decisions. And I wanted to let you know because it could put you in danger. They could, if you're with me, they could decide that you're all troublemakers. We already know Luke is, and that's why he's here. Yep. Yep, yep. But... <laughs> <laughs> so as we move forward, I just want us all on the same page. What, what are our goals here? Are we just trying to stay out of trouble? Or are we trying to maybe put ourselves up higher so we're not constantly having to explain why we ate someone? <laughs> I mean, I would really rather not have to deal with that. I'd have to agree. It has gotten nuts. It's gone a little far. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like those guys in that meeting, so I don't know if we there's a way to remove them from the board and just let people do what people do. I'm not against it. Or at least keeping them off of our tails, as it were. <laughs> are we sure the Nosferatu and the werewolves are not connected somehow? That's my fear. I, we don't have enough information. Yes. It just seems too much of a coincidence that these are happening at the same time. That was my point, yes. And it was obvious that Gladys knew something. We were in there. She was smug. So smug. There's nothing worse than a smug Nosferatu. Yes. <laughs> Especially with that broken jaw, it, it was making really like, I mean, normally I like bone on bone, but mm. Mm -hmm. I will say that werewolf house, there was a lot going on there. I mean, we saw maybe six or seven people, but there was a whole backyard and a bonfire, and it sounded like a lot of people. There were a bunch of cars. It doesn't seem like it's a small incursion. It does seem like it might be a force. Mm. What were they eating? Uh, regular food. It was super weird. That's so weird. I know. Huh. Are we sure they were all werewolves? They were not. One of them was my coyote. Yeah, at least one of them, so. So it's possible maybe they're recruiting or something. I don't know. But I do know that if the Camarilla doesn't like them and we are not fans of the Camarilla, ergo enemy of enemy may be a friend of some sort. So I, I think we, we don't want to just go in and bust heads quite yet. We need to find out what they're doing. Recruitment party, come for the stake, stay for the transformation. <laughs> exactly. 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 I mean, we could take out the werewolves, get Edie back, and then worry about the Camarilla afterwards. Right. Yes. I mean, it just seems like taking out the werewolves would be in everyone's best interest, especially mine. Potentially. Well, yes, but I'm just saying there's a, there is a possibility of maybe not necessarily throwing our lot in with the werewolves, but using them to our ends. 
Well, and we could, if they're agreeable, maybe we buy some kibble or something, but give them something. We could then have them maybe disappear long enough for us to get the Edie out of the situation she's in. I just say we need more information before we run in. I think we need more information and just consider all of our options. If a werewolf takes Princeter's head, I feel like that's a fine result to the situation. Yes. Vikings are such pains in the ass. I mean... Exactly. And it would be pretty funny if uh, he was swinging around from that long braid. I was thinking about that. It's pretty... Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I have have daydreamed about it in the past, but I mean, I I just find... I I just... I just hate them so much. And I mean, honestly, if if we can point them towards the prince and then there's mutual destruction, then I guess it's the best of both worlds and we have more time to do other things. Exactly. Simply eating freely would be lovely. Yes. Mm. To answer your question, Michelle, in the lore, yes, werewolves can change at will and they are sentient, but you know they may have more of their bestial side in charge depending on what form they take. Okay. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. So I guess the next thing is to reach out to Coyote and then try to track down this Nosferatu. Yep, Let's, that seems like the place to start. Logical. Somewhere in between there, I need a, a pick-me-up, so <laughs> just look out for people with dislike pupils and we'll see what happens throughout the night. Mm-hmm. Oh, John, we really need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what's next? I, I've run out of ideas. Well, I'll send a messenger. <laughs> Candy Graham, do you like, uh, you, you can talk to pigeons, right? I've been wondering, you use pigeons? You know, you know, there are things such as telephones. <laughs> hey, telephones do He's exist. at the werewolf house. I don't exactly have their number. Don't you have like a dead drop or someplace somewhere? Like, like you can be like, oh, I go to this bar and I tell the person, hey, I need to see Coyote. Tell him to come find me and be like, don't you? I think sending a messenger is. Okay, okay, whatever. You do, you know what? This is not my thing. This is your thing. You do your thing. I'm just going to go get, I'm going to leave a message, not on an answering machine because it's the 70s for Coyote in the normal way that we do this. I have never felt like such a baby in my entire life. How did people get in touch with other people? You don't know what you're missing uh, when it's not there. Is there like a call service or something that people had? I mean, I I guess in my brain, I assumed we had pagers at this point. (laughs) No, that was the 90s. There were answering services. That was also that. There were answering services. Okay, cool. Then I'm going to leave a message with an answering service to get in touch with Coyote. Yeah, Coyote is connected enough because of the kind of odd jobs that he does that he probably would have some sort of answer service he would check in with. Cool. That sounds good. And it seems like he would check in fairly regularly because otherwise, how would he get work? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll do that and then we can go uh, find GLaDOS and, uh, you know, Dia can can check in on how well her jaw has healed. Uh, right. I was uh, going to say interrogate, but I'll, I'll like check her. <laughs> <laughs> I'll like check in. You know. Yeah. I mean, it, euphemisms are the backbone of society. Uh, it's fair point. Fair point. Less scary. Also, is... Coyote, he's not human. I could sniff that when I saw him. What, is he ghoulified? I couldn't tell. Well, if he's not human, mm. 
Oh, shit. Is he someone else's ghoul and you don't know? No. That, that I would know. No? Would you? Would I? Everyone's, <laughs> everyone's been throwing around insults about my cocaine use, and I just want to point out that if it is, other people need to, you know, not throw stones in glass houses. Yeah. Are you are you sure about this person? Yeah, like, how well do you know this coyote? He's a contact of mine. It's not like he's my my ghoul. He's not the, the man of business that I keep at home. He's just a person I use to do jobs. How long have you been using him? Two, three years now. It's a transactional relationship. Okay, okay. You just seemed so definite before that it was impossible he could be anyone else's and you were so deeply offended. It seemed like there was something there, but now it seems like there's a lot you don't know about this guy. This is very kind of sketchy. Interesting. Well, I mean, it's not like you find out everything. I mean, I mean, how much do you really know about anyone you hang out with? How much do you know about your herd, your little groupies? That's, that's a fair point, but I don't, I don't pretend to know anything about them. I barely know their names. And he knows when they're a ghoul or not. I, I think so. I would, I would like to think that I would know if Coyote was someone else's ghoul, but like, okay. honestly, out of character, I don't know if I would. Step one, find out if Coyote is ghoul. <laughs> find out if Coyote is actually a werewolf and I didn't know it this whole time. Step two, <laughs> definitely make sure that information never gets out. <laughs> Since I smelled him and I went through the whole investigation thing, could I, I couldn't smell what thing he was at all. I was just like, you're weird. Uh, I'm trying to recall your role, but I think you were just trying to find out if they were edible, human or not, but didn't really dig in too far on that. So I think especially it was chaotic and everything going on, so I don't think you were quite as focused as you could have been on figuring out exactly what they are. I've never been so sad that I didn't take uh, a sense of the beast here. (laughs) (laughs) If I use sense the unseen, would I be able to tell what he is if he could get close to him okay so we get close to him and figure out whether or not he's a werewolf a ghoul or a human great um well it seems he's definitely more than human yeah right more human than human we literally know nothing we have zero information right now How helpless. I mean, we have we have two pieces of information. We know that where the werewolves live and that Coyote is with them. Yes. Yeah, that's three, because now we can track down Gladys. Let's focus on Gladys for right now. You've left your most match for Coyote. We'll meet him later. And maybe Gladys can give us some more information. Uh, Or we can get more information out of Gladys. Either way. Who is going to be the best to speak to Gladys among us? <laughs> Who's not going to automatically rip her throat out? I'm just asking before we get there. Should it be Maria? Maria does seem to have such a way with people. That's true. She does. And also a fair amount of self-control that the other of us might be lacking. Yes. Yes, I, I will talk to her. Her face repulses me, but I will talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you know, the effort. It, Well, you know, I think the thing that bothers me the most about the Nosferatu, it's not that they're ugly. I mean, they they just are, but uh, they could dress better. (laughs) 
You know, do something to help. Not everyone's up to our standards, though. We have to cut people slack. All right, let's let's go over to this Gladys person. The, do we already know where, where she is? No, you got a phone number for the manager of the team. Okay, so we got to call the manager. So you'd have to do that because you're, you're checking in on her. Yeah, yes. Okay, I will do that at the nearest payphone. I'm looking at my skills again to see, let's see, what can I play on in this conversation? There's a payphone skill. <laughs> <laughs> Roll to the nearest. <laughs> Well, for working payphone, right? Uh, yeah. Roll to see if you have sufficient change. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Okay. I forgot I did laundry last week. Shit. <laughs> um, okay. You did your own laundry? It was a joke. It was a quarter joke. Of course I don't do my Renfields for that. <laughs> He's, isn't he dead? We ate him. The, there's multiple Renfields. They're all Renfields if they're taking cocaine and doing my laundry. <laughs> I see that. I, I, I believe that and I feel it. I'm going to call Raish. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Yes. So let me start that, start up that call. Okay, so you ring a few times and a uh, male voice answers. Hello? Oh, what time is it? Is it? Oh, yeah, it's a weird hour at this point. Okay, <laughs> okay. I was like, Ooh. so good job. <laughs> yeah, this is probably going to be the last thing you guys can do before like sunup, and then we'll have to cycle to the next night. Okay. Oh, dang. Okay, okay. Right, I'm calling at, sorry, I'm calling at such a weird hour. Um, I'm actually looking for, I'm very, very concerned, and I'm looking for my patient, Gladys, uh, who had a little, little jaw incident yesterday. Yeah, I, I remember I was there. Have I met asking asking outside the story? Have I met this guy? Did we meet him? No, I mean, but he was there watching the team. He's the manager. That makes sense. Um, right. So how um, how is she doing? I, you know, I've been very concerned. I've been trying to reach her for a while, actually. How hard have you been trying? I mean... Well, there's no such thing as an answering machine, so it sucks. <laughs> an answering what? Oh my god, it's really early for this conversation, lady, so... Well, just cut to the chase. What, uh, if I'm looking for Gladys, how can I, how can I find her? Do you have a number for her? I know she's a night owl. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've got a phone number and an address, like... I'm the manager and should have all that information, but I, I'm sorry, who are you again? And why should I give you personal information for anybody on my team? Let me roll, let me roll some persuasion. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yes, or whatever. For social, I've got points in all three, um, so on. Okay, are you trying to manipulate them or are you just trying to be charismatic? At this point, it seems less charismatic and more manipulation, but that's just... Yeah, that's my improv. Uh, but <laughs> let me go with manipulation because <laughs> I have more points in there. Okay. And then it, do I get to add any skills to that? Do you have any skills to add? I've got persuasion. Well, yeah, skills. you always roll the, a skill uh, and an attribute. I'll roll those two. So that's, uh, how many is that? That's six die six and am i is it extra hard because it's uh late at night or am i still no i'm not gonna make it that difficult i'll save the difficult rolls for later okay <laughs> appreciate it <laughs> i have three successes seven seven and a ten nice look i can give you her phone number and 
Donald's call if you wanted to. He rattles off a phone number and an address. Groovy. Yeah, super groovy. Just, I need her to be in fighting shape for the next, whenever we have a thing, like Derby is just, mm, hasn't been as popular as as it has been in the past, so. I feel that so much, and you know, I am so concerned about her. So thank you so much for that information. Let me just let you go back to sleep. You've been so, so helpful, and I just want to make sure she's doing great for that next mm, bash and crash session, all right? I just hang up. (laughs) 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 So I got the info. Later. (laughs) (laughs) So... Do we have enough time to go to that address, or are we going to, to are we going to ground now and then doing that in the morning? I think that will probably be a next night thing because it's going to be another area of town to travel to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a little further out. All right, so I go and crash then. Yeah, yeah. I go to my place. Mm-hmm. Plus, then I get to have you guys all do rouse checks, and we get to see if anybody's real hungry. Oh yeah, yes. I want to. I guess. I, I'm going to go back to my pharmacy haven <laughs> to rest. Sure. I probably stay at the Derby. <laughs> I can't believe they're still letting you in there. I know. Uh, I'm going to go back to my haven as well. Um, okay. Does everybody go back to your separate places? Yeah, I go back to my haven because I know I'll have at least one or two members of my herd there. So I have a retainer who takes care of my stuff at my, you know, and I'm wondering if I can ask him to pull up any information that he can on Coyote. Like, I literally just have it. Like, there's some arrogance there where I just assumed that that I knew everything about my person and it angers me that I was not only wrong, but shown to be wrong in front of other people. Mm. Your retainer is going to want to know if you've got more information than this person goes by Coyote. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is his answering service. These are the jobs he's done for me. This is... Is your retainer Gould? Yeah, my retainer is a is my is a goal of mine. Okay, but yeah, so so my retainer is my goal. Yes. Okay. And uh, so I give him basically like all the information I have, and and that like I know that he's with werewolves right now. Okay. They will start looking during the daytime, trying to get some more information for you. So everybody goes to sleepy times. Everybody gets to do a rouse check. Roll a die and a six or higher succeeds. Under that, you mark an extra on your hunger track. I was hungry. You was hungry? I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry. Failed it. Hungry. I was already hungry. So I'm, I'm <laughs> chilling at three. Ooh. Ooh. I went to bed hungry. I was just like, science, bro. Yep. Yikes. <laughs> All right. We got a couple that are hungry and uh, a few people are not. So we'll get to you guys in a minute about your hungry and what you're going to do about it. But John, mm-hmm. you wake up at the roller rink and Juliet is standing over you. Hello, Juliet. Uh, good morning or uh, whatever. Anyway, can I help you? She looks gaunt and feral. Oh, you need blood, don't you? And she just takes deep breaths. And you can see that she's trying to control herself, but that she's losing the battle. Um, look, come sit down. I start, I, you know, have her sit down on the bed while I start putting on my suit. We're doing everything we can. We have to try to get Edie back. We have all night tonight to, to, to do that. She lunges at your throat. Uh, it's not going to go well. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm going to do my best to not 
take her out, but if I have to, I have to. What are you going to do? I just grab her hands and try to force her down to the bed to like just keep her uh, restrained and try to, you know, say, look, get some composure. This isn't going to end well if you keep doing this. Roll strength plus brawl. Okay. And I'm going to have her roll as well. All right. These never go well for me. I always yeah. lose these. <laughs> Ooh, shit. How many did she get? She got five successes. Oh, I got, I got, I got three. I got the <laughs> amount that I could, so. Yeah, yeah. No, she's got, like, crazy ghoul strength going on right now. Mm-hmm. And she goes just tearing at you and tears out of your arms and goes running from the room. I need a new shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoying the show? Then take a moment to join our Patreon, support the podcast, and get early access to episodes and bonus content. Head to 12-Sided Stories Patreon today. Uh, I imagine you're all headed back towards the uh, the rink to meet up with everybody first, or are you guys dealing with hungry first? Well, I'm going to deal with the hunger first. Yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, John, you're the only one that hears a shriek coming from the roller rink. Yeah, then I go to said shriek and see what's going on. Juliet has attacked one. Uh, she's run out onto the rink and has attacked one of the skaters. Is this a human skater? Yes. Oh, who is now bleeding profusely. Oh, oh, shoot. As Juliet screams and claws at her and tries to, to bite. Can I try to use manipulation and leadership to make her stop and gain control again. It's going to be a real hard role, but... I'm really good at those two things. <laughs> That's why I'm asking. It's, it's going to be hard. She's kind of out of her mind at this point. Is she? So she's feeding on this person right now? Yeah, she's like just trying desperately to get the blood that she thinks that she needs from any source available. Then I go up behind her with a, a chair, a metal chair or something, and, and smack her as hard as I can in the back of the head to knock her out. Strength plus brawl. (laughs) (laughs) Not my, uh, ooh, I got three more successes. You hear a wet crack as the chair collides with her head. And everybody in the rink just stops for a moment. (laughs) And, you know, it's that awkward pause of nothingness and then just pandemonium. Oh, shit. I I pull her off the person and uh, how bad is she like close to death or whatever? Or is she savable? You you cracked her hard enough that if she doesn't get immediate medical attention, she's yeah, you, you cracked her real hard. You got three successes and it was a metal chair to human skull. Damn it. Um, I'm looking around. I, uh... So how many people are in the rink right at this second? Like how many people are there? It's, it's there's not, not a, a lot. meet going on, right? It's the it's the team practicing. No, it's it's just open to the public. You know, the roller rink isn't just for derby. It's Oh, there's there's it's skater. a public roller rink. There there there's like So it's just people that are just hanging out for the night. Like it's a it's a later crowd. So it's more adults and stuff and like people on like a date night at the roller rink and you know, people drinking beer and hanging out yeah it's it's a public roller rink <laughs> i thought it was just the the derby going on okay, oh no so- wild willies is for everyone wild willies <laughs> it, wild willies means fun oh, <laughs> ain't that the truth all right so uh- <laughs> 
I quickly, can I scoop up both of these people? Are they light enough that I can grab them both under my yeah, arms? I, yeah, let's say you can go ahead and scoop them both up, like one over each shoulder. I, uh, I say, get out of my way. I've got to get them medical attention and get out of the building as quickly as possible. Yeah, you go like slamming through the front doors. Right. Do I know where Dia is or no? That's up to her. Do you? Yeah, I, I think that, yeah, I shared those. Like, I got to go back to home base because I have food there. Okay, so I'm going to rapidly try to get to her then. So you get over to Dia's and boy, it smells like John has just brought you some takeout. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of I have three hunger. La la la. I, I need your help for a second. Oh, more bodies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, that's Juliet. Yes, I, I know. She attacked me and then she went into a public rink and attacked someone else on the floor at uh, Wild Willie's, as it were. So, oh my God. They both need to disappear at this point. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be able to keep her under wraps or, or alive. Yeah, and the other uh, girl that she attacked, like, is coughing and it's sort of like burbling up a little blood. Oh God. It's just like totally not savable. It's, it's real girl. bad. It's probably beyond what you've got in your immediate vicinity. And beyond that, it just smells so good and you're so hungry. Look, you go ahead and do what you need to do um, and uh, we'll get rid of the bodies after you're done. Forgive me if I'm a bit skeptical about- John giving you food? Getting rid of the body. <laughs> I'm just, I just look at him and like, is there Coke in this one? No, at <laughs> least I don't think so. It wasn't pre-prepared, so. I'm just looking at her and I'm like. There might be quaaludes or something, but I don't know. It is a skating rink, so. I feel kind of bad because she's still alive and I have to eat her organs. And usually I get it <laughs> takeout. But, um. <laughs> to, to, speed this, uh, to speed this along, John's just going to go over and kill her so that you neck, can neck do crack. it. Yeah, okay. like, Look, we don't have time. We've got a lot to do tonight. So here, and then, <laughs> I'll take like, care of this other one. Like, uh, it simplifies. Things. All right. So you both can go ahead and clear hunger tracks. There's definitely enough blood if you're going to kill them. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to take her liver. But, and, you know, uh -oh. but oh, no. if you guys want to do that, both of you are going to lose a dot on your humanity track. Oh, oh no. that's okay. I've got more still. Wait. Yeah, because this is not nice, and this is worse than usual for you guys, because you're still relatively conscientious of it's true. your humanity. Right. Oh, yeah, I haven't, like, murdered someone for an organ for a bit. Yeah, so that's the trade-off, that's all. Huh, but she's already dead now, so... Yes. Yeah, but you stood by and actively let John just... Oh, yeah. No, de definitely. So, like, the humanity's gone already, because... Yeah, so I would just happened. take okay. a take a box off of that track. Got it. Well, then, yeah, if I already lost the point, then I'm just gonna clear that hunger. We get out of town. All the way down? I'm at three. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah, For, that's... Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. All right. Finally not starving. We just have to be a little bit careful because we don't want to... <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, if your humanity goes away, you're just soulless monsters that have any control anymore. Like empathy? Okay, cool. So then with just one, losing one, has anything happened now that changes us? Or we Not just... currently, but it's it's something to be aware of. And can you gain humanity back? Maybe. Depends okay. on if you do something real good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all moral, I see. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> I came here to play vampires, not friends. Yes. That's some hunger taken care of. I'm guessing for Luke and Isha that you guys are going to take care of some hunger. Luke, you're probably going to deal with one of the groupies. Yep. Yep. I'll grab a groupie. Okay. Annoyed. I'm just going to go find somebody like who decided to cut through, like take a shortcut somewhere and teach him a lesson. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not in the mood for a real hunt. It's just quick. It's like takeout. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's like grabbing McDonald's. Knock them on the side of the head. Take one and go. Somebody else can take their wallet this time. I'm not even in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like I'm just I'm just so mad. I'm just so annoyed that like I feel betrayed in a way that I haven't felt ever since I became a vampire. I'm just mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you guys all then? Meet up uh where do you meet up because i think only two of you know that the roller rink is yeah i mean i'm, I'm definitely heading to the roller rink yeah that's where i would be heading mm-hmm. to. so yep. as you approach there are sirens and police tape and it's just it's crawling god damn it john <laughs> <laughs> i know somehow even though i wasn't there i hear it in my ears <laughs> <laughs> they're going to blame me for this oh john what did you do I like I like to think it's the three of us and that we all came in like kind of separate directions <laughs> and like we're just standing there like ah oh, John just all just, uh. that's John <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, so we show up and find them uh, there was uh, I was attacked by um, Jessica what's her name Juliet. Juliet attacked me in, in a rage and then went out on the roller rink and attacked a civilian. So I had to take both of them out because uh, there was blood everywhere. It was it was not good. So we may not want to come back here for a little while. What happened to Juliet? She's no longer with us. Wow. She was feral. Oh dear. Like that bad. I tried to talk to her, she wouldn't listen, and she went out and attacked this girl and mortally wounded her. And so you, what did you do with the bodies? That's a good question. There's still a Diaz. They're at Diaz's house. Do I just have them in the back? I believe they're they're in, well, I... You probably have like a drop freezer or something. Yeah. (laughs) They're in in like a freezer at Diaz's place. Um, (laughs) Maybe Coyote can help us with that. I don't don't know. So a bunch of a bunch of people came, or a bunch of people saw Juliet attack someone. Yes. And they saw you take care of it. And then I, well, I didn't attack her. Like I, I hit her with the chair, and I may have just—I've been doing a lot of cocaine, and I may have <laughs> swung a little too hard. And when I hit her, I forgot human skulls are not as as strong as ours. And then we left. 
So a bunch of people saw you murder the manager of the skating rink. She was still moving a little when I left, so it wasn't really murder. It was more armed assault. Look, but they also saw the manager of the the roller rink leap on a person and tear out their neck with her teeth. Yes. I mean, you could have chalked that one up to cocaine. You could have, but yeah, it's still... But now they're both gone. They saw you take them and they've disappeared. Right. But eyewitness accounts are never that great. So I'm sure it won't come back and haunt me later. (laughs) (laughs) Brick killed a guy. (laughs) God. Okay. Oh, Chan, you're going to have to go underground for a while. <laughs> a very low profile. Fine, I'll wear my tweed suit then. That way no one will notice me. Ugh, tweed. Roll for tweed suit. <laughs> I'm just, I just want to stop by like a store and pick you up like the John Travolta pants. Yeah. <laughs> 100% polyester, John. <laughs> no, exactly. I'm not doing that. Get polyester away from me. It does not breathe. <laughs> All right, so... You don't breathe, John. True, but my clothes should. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so John can't go back to the roller rink. None of us should go back to the roller rink anytime soon. Right. Isha, you're expecting a phone call. So we should leave here right away and maybe go find this notes for Ratu. Yep. We've got uh, her address, and uh, I don't know if she's expecting me, but uh, she might be. I'm sure her coach probably told her, I would imagine. (laughs) True. Not everyone gets a 4 a.m. call from their very dedicated doctor. So when we head over there, I'm thinking, like, we hang back. Not all of us should go up there. You know, you go up there and maybe Maria and the three of us, Isha and and Luke and I, hang back. You sure? I I don't know. I think that all of us showing up might be too much. Yeah. You don't usually have a medical posse. I mean, they are making a medical call and we go around the back. Right. Possibly the medical call more necessary. And just to be clear, what information am I looking for? Yeah. Connections to this werewolf. I don't know how that's going to go, though. Yeah. Or find out whether Gladys knows who called. Like, so there's no reason why John's dealer's body should have been found in that dumpster. Somebody made it found. Yep. And Gladys knew. She knew. She she was... Gladys knew what was up. So smug, and she had, like, when Edie was being escorted out, she left. Mm-hmm. This is not like a laugh of the innocent Nosferatu with a broken jaw. <laughs> The fabled no, laugh of the innocent Nostrata <laughs> with a broken jaw. I told him to change that title, but he said no, it had to be that. <laughs> Is Isha gonna check in with the retainer or Yes, I wanna check in with the retainer. Okay. I'm guessing it was like a payphone or Yeah, I figure it's like we've got it's the same answering service kind of situation or I just call them directly. Okay. Um you talk to them and it seems like your coyotes kind 
kind of a ghost. It's not really a lot of information. Uh, just seems to run with a lot of different groups and very mercenary. Hmm. You know, that was a trait I found so attractive before and really don't anymore. But, but thank you. Thank you, Raul. I shall... I shall... <laughs> I shall heed the cry of the wild. <laughs> <laughs> But I'll take that into consideration. So you're all headed towards Gladys's? Yeah, we head over there. Did he uncover, like, if there were any specific connections to werewolf groups for Coyote? Like, he runs with a bunch of different groups, which I'm assuming he, you know, he does work for the Camarilla and us and other, like, independent vampire-type situations. But do we know if he runs with other supernaturals? Mostly seems to be running independent jobs um, and also connected with uh, some of the studios. Well, that is very good to know. Not liking any of this. Yeah, me neither. So where does this person live? This Is it Gladys? Where does Gladys live? Gladys is out towards, I would say maybe uh, she's out further, more like in the Silver Lake-ish area. Okay. Just it's a different part of town. It's not in Hollywood proper right now um, and has a basement unit. I'm not sure what the Silver Lake... I know in the 80s, Silver Lake was shit, but... I'm not yeah, sure I feel like 70s. it's going to be more of a rundown part of town at that yeah. time. So, yeah, she's in sort of this rundown part of town. All right. So we head on over there, and uh, the three of us will hang back while you guys uh, take lead, then. Is there a back door situation or, like, a secondary entrance? There's a small window, and it's open. And that's where I'm going to end it. (laughs) (laughs) Right on top of it. All right. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks, everybody, for tuning in for this episode of Unquiet Blood. I have been and will continue to be your GM, Mac Bovet. You can find me online as at Strange Like That the Facebook, the Instagram, and the Twitters. Also my website and uh, everything else. And let's see where we can find all these other lovely people, starting with Saint. Hi, I am Saint Spider. I was playing Dia for all of you. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Saint Spider TV, all one word, and uh, on Twitch occasionally at uh, twitch.tv slash Saint Spider, all one word. Hey, y'all. Jay Holtham here. You can find me on the socials at Jay Holtham in all the old familiar places. You can also find me sometimes on the It's Probably Okay's Twitch channel and sometimes on Happy Jack's RPG. Hi, I'm Pooja. You can find me on Twitter at L.A. Daisy Girl. That's L-A-D-E-S-I Girl. And pretty much everywhere else is Forgotten Saves. You can also find me on the Happy Jacks and occasionally on It's Probably Okay's Twitch channel. Hey, I'm Michelle Otis, and you can find me on Twitter at Mishulu. That's M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U. You can also find my music on Plate Mail Games through DriveThruRPG or BattleBards. Hello, I am Wes Otis. You can find me at Plate Mail Games. And like Michelle mentioned, you can find the sound and uh, music on Drive Through RPG and BattleBards. For the podcast, check us out at 12 Sided Stories on Twitter. That's the number 12 and then Sided Stories all together. Or on Instagram, same thing, the number 12 and then 12 Sided Stories. Uh, you can help us out in three ways. You can check us out on Patreon and get exclusive content and early a- access to episodes. Uh, you can give us a shout out on. Uh, social media, which is always a big help. And finally, you can give us a review on your favorite podcast. We're all we just got on Pandora this last uh, this last week. We're we're pretty much I think everywhere at this point. So any reviews is always helpful. And that's pretty much it. Thank you very much, Mac. Thank you guys. Bye. 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 Bye.